Hi there, I'm Dennis and this is another episode of Sheep Valley, a show about Sheffield startups. The podcast created to be a platform for Sheffield-based startups and their founders to increase their visibility and gain recognition for what they're doing. In today's episode, my guest was Darren Ford from Same Day. Darren was a professional rugby player before he decided to start his own business and in his words, he approaches every day as if it's a match day. I had a really good time talking to him and learned not only about Same Day, but also about why he decided to make such a big move from professional sports to entrepreneurship. Now it's time for the ep- episode. I hope you enjoy it. So today I have Darren Ford from Someday. Hi, Darren. How are you? I'm not bad, Dennis. How are you? Yeah, I'm okay, mate. You know, um, as we were just at the meeting with Shepherd Technology Parks and with the other yeah. startups, I woke up 15 minutes before that. Oh, as- wow. So I'm still a little bit, a little bit tired, but but getting used to it. What about you? I heard you were doing, heard you were doing a delivery, or somebody was doing a delivery. Yeah. So in the meeting, I actually answered the call whilst we were on the delivery. So it's one of my friends. I've set him up on the delivery app, and I was just showing him the ropes. He'd done one before, but as we all are when we find something kind of new, we're a little bit nervous. So he's like, Darren, can you just come with me one more time and just show me how it's done? So yeah, I was with that. Um, so obviously that's why I didn't have my camera on. <laughs> I didn't think you wanted to see my double chins um, from underneath. <laughs> yeah, I want to start talking about Sunday, but before that, could you tell me a more about your background and what did you do prior to Sunday? Okay, so yeah, I am 25, so quite young as far as kind of the business world goes. For me, who am I or where, where was I before starting same day? So I was playing rugby professionally before same day, so I signed professional at the age of 16 at Sheffield Eagles and ever since I've played professionally till this year it's the first time that I decided yeah I really want this business to do well so I've decided to kind of put my rugby career on hold I also teach as well so I started teaching PE and then somehow found my way into teaching science if any of my kids listen to this they'll be like yeah Absolutely awful at science, but a great teacher. So yeah, that, that's a bit of my background before business. So no real business background necessarily. A lot of the skills that I've picked up have been from rugby. So yeah, whether it be kind of just wanting to be the best and that kind of determination and things like that. So yeah, most of my skills are from that. I've also PT'd alongside my rugby career when I was at university. So that was my kind of first taste of business in the business world and kind of how to get sales and how to treat people really as far as business goes it's it's been a quick and sharp learning curve from being a professional rugby player and teacher to right i'm now a business owner yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and actually let's move to let's move to someday so you you say that only this year you have actually decided to to stop with your rugby career Mm. Which means that Sunday was probably created uh, last year or the year before. So if you could just tell us a little bit more about the start of Sunday and also the reason behind it. Yeah, definitely. So same day, the initial idea was grown in or started in 2018. So I was still at Sheffield. Was I at Sheffield Eagles that time? No, I would have been at Hemel Stags at that point. So we were training in Sheffield and it actually stemmed from the day before our rugby game. So it was my friend, Jono, um, Jono Burns, shout out to him. He was, we'd just finished our pre, pre-match training. We had a game on the Saturday, I think it was. So we were training on the Friday and his boots had broken in the training game. So he was like, oh, 40, 
like my boots are broken. I, I, have you got any spares on my size? I think he's like a size 10 or something. He's like, have you got any spares? I was like, oh, no, nobody else had any spare boots to lend him. And it was the day after that he was actually, well, we had the game because we were setting off, I think, at seven in the morning to obviously go to our game. And it was from there we were, we were just saying and joking, oh, we've not got time to get it. It'd be cool if you could order it tonight and it would come the same day. And that's where the initial idea for same day kind of stemmed from. It was like, okay, there's there's actually nothing out there. And at that point, we were laughing and joking and saying, oh, wouldn't it be crazy if you, there's a delivery company that could do it? Kind of fast forward to, I think it's 2019, and with my now fiancé, going out at uni and seeing her and her friends going out they're always kind of coming in oh i've got nothing to wear even though she'd have a full wardrobe in front of her it'd be like you've got nothing to wear no but i wore that last time oh i've been i've had a picture in this and it was like oh i've not got time to go get something new and it was like okay that kind of idea that stemmed back in 2018 was almost reignited and it was it's like okay so a lot of girls this age are wanting something brand new and it's normally last minute plans that they're kind of wanting. So it's like, okay, is there anything in this? And then obviously you begin your research, you talk to your friends, is there anything like this? And just over the that period of time, there's so many times where people would just say a passing comment and it would be like, oh, I need this today. Even with me starting in September, I'll get my new shoe. Well, I'd have my shoes for this new school term. I'd be like, these are absolutely awful. I can't be seen in these. They're wrecked. They need polishing. They, I need some new ones. And I'm very last minute. So it'd be like, oh, right. I've not got time to get shoes today. And there was, I was finding times where it's like, I could order that same day and I'd need it today. So cutting all that long story short, that's kind of where same day initially started. So it's basically plug, plugging that gap of fashion and especially beauty especially for women that needed it the same day basically plugging that and that's where it started really yeah and it's same day not someday yes as, uh, as i said it's five <laughs> times even though i heard you say same day and i kept calling it someday that is the beauty of it and i love it when people say it so i've got so many recordings i sent it to my dad and i just when we first kind of thought of the name of oh, how do you pronounce this? And I've got so many family members. Oh, Sam die, Sam a day, so many different things. So the fact that you said that, I love it, but it is actually pronounced same day. So it is a play on the words, yeah. Yes, it, it, it does, make, does make a lot of sense. <laughs> I went to your website and I saw that you had that same day two hour delivery plan, but then you, you actually kind of moved to a, to a model where you engage a lot more with the community. Mm-hmm. So what led to the pivot and and uh, what did the pivot look like? Basically, what is what are you focusing more now rather than just the two-hour deliveries? Mm-hmm. So same day, as I said, started as that kind of same day fashion and beauty delivery, which it, it wasn't or hasn't been seen in the UK, which is amazing because it's a very niche market, but people aren't searching for same day delivery because they don't know it's out there. And you've got Amazon um, to our delivery with certain things, but it's, it's Amazon isn't the best for fashion products and things like that. So for me, there was a big hurdle of how do I get people coming to same day that don't necessarily know that there is same day out there. And that was the biggest challenge. So, and especially launching in, it was the first lockdown. It was like, right, people aren't going out anymore. They are shopping more online, 
but they don't need it necessarily the same day. What what can I do to get people coming to us? And then the other side of it was there's other businesses in the same position that I am that are struggling, they're, they're closed down, their customers, they might not have the online facilities or customers aren't coming to them. So it's like, right, is there any way that I can stitch both of those realities together? So can I help the community? Can I help these other businesses? And for free, because ultimately I would like it for free and also get people coming and seeing same day as something like that. So that's where I sat down with my mentor and shout out. I've got kind of two. I've got Rodriguez down in London and I've got Morgan up here in Sheffield. And it's like, right, how can I basically pivot to fix that? And we came up with changing same day from simply a same day delivery platform to being a same day hub. So basically everything that you need or you could need for same day. So whether that be planning an event or whether it be kind of going out to a restaurant, you could do that on the same day platform and also get your clothing with it. So the ultimate aim for same day will be a phone app where you can go on, you could book tickets for say a, a gig that's on tonight. You go, right, I'm going to book that. It's last minute. Oh, I can get a discount. Oh, I've got nothing to wear for the gig. Oh, I can also get same day, my clothing same day and order that. So at the minute we are launching, so that'll be, this is the first time anyone's heard it. The 1st of March, we'll be launching our membership. So that gives discounts at the best entertainment, the best stores in Sheffield and the best hospitality. So that's the initial start of that growth towards the final product. And then we've still got obviously the same day delivery with that. So that in a very, you'll understand that I talk a lot, but that in, in a way is how we've pivoted It is creating more of a platform that is community-based rather than individuals coming to same day and getting their, their fashion or beauty needs. Yeah. They're, they're coming to same day and they're wanting to help out the local community, community. They're wanting to get involved with same day. So it's more about being something that people want to be a part of yeah. rather than a service, if that makes okay. sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I see, I see what I mean. It kind of resonates to me. Obviously, when you're talking about delivery, especially express delivery, always going to come to comparison with Amazon. Yeah, so, definitely. Bit of a Amazon Prime vibe, but yeah. more, with more focus on the local community, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Why the focus on the local community then? Is it coming from you or do you just see a market fit? I think it's it's mostly with where I sit with my values kind of growing up in South London, very poor area. And it's, it's a lot to do with wanting to be a teacher and my background there. So yeah, as I said, growing up in one of the poorest parts of London to my mum literally having to move me out of a place where there was two futures for me, either being a drug dealer or dead before I was 12 years old. Yeah, moving me from that to a place where it is, I'm very happy to say that I'm, I'm from Sheffield and yes, I've grown up in, again, the poorest part, one of the poorest parts of Sheffield. So for me, knowing that and then going into a business world where you've got people that are, they've had, say, influence from their parents, whether it be money or just their background. For me, I've, I've not had that, but the community that I have had around me have supported me. They've always been there for me. And if I go back to my teaching, one of the things that I've always set for myself is to inspire either myself or the next generation and that it doesn't matter where you come from or who you are 
you you can achieve you can genuinely achieve anything and it it seems like a cliche and it's like oh you can achieve anything but when you're in a classroom with these kids and it might be just maths so for example the other day I had one student and it was oh I can't do I'm, I'm not good at maths I can't do this I'm, I'm awful and just giving them that drive and just saying you you can do it just it, just do this 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 and this and giving them that um, inspiration I ended up getting a message later that day oh Mr Ford can I can I tell you something can I tell you something and I was like yeah of course you can and it was oh I, I actually I managed to do it I can do maths now so for me going back to your, your um, question of why community if I can inspire at least one person to know that they they don't have to kind of fulfill what their community tells them they should achieve or can achieve if i can inspire at least one person to do that from what i've achieved that's absolutely amazing and that's why for me it's about community if if i can help another business achieve something i'll get to the next hurdle i i've done my job in in that sense and i think once you help somebody they're more willing to help somebody else and as coming from a poorer part of Sheffield or a poor part of the community, if everybody can lift everybody else up, that's how we grow ultimately. And yeah, so that, that in answer to your question, that, that's it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but as far as your personal story, it obviously makes a lot of sense, but it's it's also good, it's also good market fit. You know, you have yeah the biggest companies in the world, Airbnb is mm. when, you, when you go to their application and it's like community, 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 you see that all the time because they've realized that the only way you can you can engage with with as many people as possible is to engage with communities. I think that this is where you're really on a on a right path, and mm-hmm. it's very scalable because you know you yeah. have communities everywhere. In Definitely. One thing that I found now is talking to kind of individual people and having at the moment I love it that it's, it is as small as it is because you can have those individual um, conversations with people but one thing that I've found and um, just mirroring what you said that person tells somebody else and it's oh yeah I had this great experience and it's very quickly and what I'm finding now is is very quickly growing and your community grows um, with you yeah as as long as you bring value to people they're always going to talk about it like literally 100% 100% 100% 100% and that that is all it is it's it's bringing value and adding something to yep. somebody's life that they didn't have before yep deliveries though it's a very saturated field especially since COVID I had on my podcast James and Carol from Deliverables who are trying to deliver yep. locally in Sheffield mm-hmm. and uh, you two hour delivery or same day delivery or even next day delivery is very very difficult and it's you know very very challenging I'm sure for you as a as a startup mm-hmm. so just so just wanted to ask you, how can you, obviously you're standing out with this, with this same day delivery. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is the operation behind it? And yeah, just talk us, talk us through a little bit more about the delivery service. Mm-hmm. Okay. So as I said, when I first started off fashion and beauty, it, it wasn't seen at all in the UK since obviously 2018, there's been a few competitors kind of come on onto the market. So for example, Tried down in London, they're very new as well. Quick up, they've now moved to Dubai. They were in London as well, which they started obviously with food and groceries and then pushed into kind of fashion. In Sheffield, there's City Grab that are wanting to go into fashion. Whether they can do it as good as same day, ah, that's another question. The the operations and what what makes us different, what you can probably tell from my nature is I'm <laughs> I don't like to be 
the same as everybody else. So I have got plans in the deli- from the delivery side to be very different in terms of how we operate. But from a kind of a tech point of view, same day doesn't, at the moment we've not, and we don't want a marketplace where you will go to and you can search all your fashion. Because when I was doing my market research, a lot of businesses, they don't want that. They're having to deal with their own marketplace on their website. They don't want to then check the stock on that and then go to their um, another marketplace where somebody's bought something that needs to be sent out straight away. They would rather have more traffic driven to them, make that sale, and then still be able to sell to their customers same-day delivery. So what we do, we integrate directly into the website and we drive traffic from our app to their website. So obviously, if you wanted to buy jewellery, you could go onto our website and you could go, oh, say Paloma, amazing jewellery. Oh, let me check their website out. Oh, I can buy directly from them. And with that, it cuts out a lot of the commission. So you've probably seen in the news with kind of Deliveroo and Uber and a lot of startups now charging commission and absolutely (laughs) rinsing, if I can't find a better word, these businesses for the money, whereas same day doesn't do that. We found without going into too much detail, um, but we've we found a way to to do it without commission and still win for both businesses. And that is the beauty of same day. When I have my meetings with um, other business owners, it's saying that genuinely, the better you do, the better I do. And it, it's not the better you do. I take all your money and take a cut of that. It's I want to drive business to you because ultimately we can win together. Yep. So yeah, that, that's how same day works from the delivery point of view at the moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, what's about your biggest challenges up to date? Biggest challenge up to date. Oh, tricky one. I would say potentially, and it, again, it comes more from that personal point of view deciding that I want to take the business from being a hobby to being something that can expand and generally can be nationwide. So with that came leaving my job or making the decision to leave my job. So as I said, I was teaching full time my rugby career, which was going very well. The season before I just finished, I was playing at the second highest level that you can in the UK. And so to drop that yeah, that, that for me was the biggest decision. It's not necessarily in the business, but I am ultimately the business. So that for me was the biggest decision. It was, it was basically I've all in or not in at all. So yeah, for me, kind of saying I'm handing my notice in basically. Yeah. And so actually, I think that there's most of the people that start businesses are in your situation. Obviously you have yeah. the people who will, We'll just go into it and maybe have maybe have financial financial backing that makes it easier for them. But most of the people are going to be like you. They're people who have their jobs, have their careers, and then they have this idea. They really like it. They really feel that this could be something that can that can grow. Yeah. What, do you think there is like a specific framework that you should follow when making that decision, or do you think it's purely based on the individual and their and their personal situation? Mm. Um, I think and through doing a tiny bit of mentorship with one of my um, rugby friends, and again, I'm using your platform to shout him out, absolutely amazing barber, Alex Williams, phenomenal, literally. You can't tell now, and I don't know if this will be videoed, but <laughs> my trim at the moment is awful because it is lockdown. But as soon as lockdown finishes, he is absolutely amazing. But yeah, so I'm entering him at the moment, and he's very much in a similar situation. But for him, it's not the right decision at the minute. 
So I think it is very much down to personal circumstance. Again, it's, it's dependent on your character as well. If you, I work best when I'm under pressure. So knowing that I'm not going to get a check at the end of the month means, right, I've got to do everything. Whereas if I am left with a little gap, it's, it's easy to become lazy. And that's something that I am developing. But yeah, I think it is very much down to your character, but definitely your situation you're in. I, I agree with you. And actually, you know, personally for me, for example, I'm, I'm different than you because I prefer to be not under pressure. I tried to, I tried to be involved with the startup, mm-hmm. to be in sales for them, and it was purely commission-based. So okay. you don't do any sales, you don't get a check at the end of the, at the, end of the month. Yep. Mm-hmm. But what I realized is that for me, that's actually, that, that actually makes me less motivated. Because okay. I always assume that I'm this kind of risky person who, who can put everything on the line and go for it and stuff, but but you know, in the last year, maybe since COVID started, I've actually realized that I'm way more, way more, feel way better in with a bit of a comfort behind me, rather yeah. than having no comfort. So I completely agree with you. It's I think every person should be really careful when taking those decisions and just making the individual the the decision based on based on themselves. So good thing you're mentoring your friend, but you're not pushing them because yeah. you, you will have these people who they they do the move. And then they feel in their head, they're like, oh, everyone should do that move. Well, it's yeah. not it's not the case. Definitely, definitely is. Everyone's on their individual journey. And like like you found, you found what works best for you. And it, and that's it. You've got to find what works best for you and, and channel that and move in that direction. Yeah. No, I agree, mate. How does a professional rugby player learns, <laughs> learns how to do a business and to be in the startup world in Sheffield? Mm. That's an amazing question. To be fair, a lot of my rugby mates will probably be watching this and be like, he can't, he can't do it. But I think a lot of the skills that you learn, as I touched on before, that they're ultimately, I've used them for every job that I've I've kind of been pushed to, especially at Sheffield Eagles, where it's an environment where they tell you, right, you've got to be here at six, but if you're not there at quarter two, you've got extras to do. And it is like, but you talk, I'm on time. I'm, I'm here five minutes early and being, no, you, you've got to get here 15 minutes early because it's all about respect. And I think if you, if you go onto our website, you'll see that yeah. that's one thing that I've embedded into same day. It's, it's about respect because ultimately if you don't respect people, you're not going to get the respect, but it's, that's how you grow. So just, yeah, little skills. So the one thing that, I realized the other day was going back to basics and even though I'd played since the age of 12 so over 10 years of playing every every club that I've been at we'd go back to the basics which I'd complain about I'd be like oh why are we doing this I know how to do it and it it literally like a light bulb moment the other day I was like yeah, you, you do have to go back to basics sometimes. And I can't remember what I was doing that. I can't remember what I was doing in the business. It was, I think it was to do with some marketing that I was doing. And it was like, why am I going and trying to do these flashy things? Let's go back to basics and do what was working initially and then just continue doing that. So let me go back to your question. How does a rugby player make it in business? I think treating it exactly the same, going looking at every day as if you've got a match day. So waking up going, right, I've got to give it absolutely everything. As soon as that that whistle goes, as soon as that bell goes, as soon as that meeting starts, I go into it and I've got that determination and I'm in the zone and I'm not going to quit until I've won. And I think as well, 
especially playing rugby, it's, it's a team sport. It's not an individual sport, yeah. which one thing that I am very much having to learn is you've got to ask for help. When you're on a pitch and you've just been absolutely smashed by the biggest guy there and you're on the floor <laughs> and you can't breathe, it takes your friend next to you to go, right, come on, let's get up. We, we can do this. So I think that's one thing that I'm learning now is it's, it's okay to ask for help. And when you do ask for help, it's it's where you make the mo- most progress because you're not doing it by yourself. So for me, yeah, it's, it's applying what you've learned on the field, off the field, basically. And could you tell us a little bit more about the specific resources that you utilized? Mm-hmm. Where did you where did you learn from? Feel free mm. to shout out places, people, <laughs> organizations. Mm. Not really, because obviously yeah. we, we we know how how we know each other, and so yeah. We, Part of the session of Sheffield Technology Parks, mm-hmm. but uh, it's not only Sheffield Technology Parks. So just feel yeah. free to feel free to say mm-hmm. anything that's helped you or anything you feel that could be helpful for people that yeah, definitely just like you. Mm-hmm, definitely. So right at the beginning, for me, Sheffield Hallam and their enterprise team down there, absolutely amazing, and that's where I first met Morgan. From there, it developed and hooking into Business Sheffield. Business Sheffield, wow especially in those early days where I had no idea of business, they moved me from a place of not having any idea to actually having a business framework and the idea of going, right, this is moving from idea to actually a reality. And so they're instrumental in kind of connecting me to people or just taking that idea forward. Very recently, and I can't sing their praises enough, Rebel Business School, and I think they were previously known, or they're changing now. They were pop-up business or the pop-up business. I can't really remember, but it's Rebel Business School. I was with in their meeting last week, and they've got a beautiful take on um, business and how it should be done. And their kind of mantra is starting a business without a business plan or getting a business loan. And absolutely amazing. Some of the, there was absolutely amazing gems in there that I think, Anybody starting a business should go to. It's completely free as well, which is absolutely amazing. But yeah, definitely um, going to there. And when I talk about my other men- mentor, Raymond, Raymond, <laughs> Raymond Rodriguez, I met him through Dope Black Dads, which kind of through the Black Lives Matters period of, I call it a period of time. It's not a period of time. It is something that is ongoing. But when last year when it was kind of very big I was struggling being a young black man that time for me was very difficult and it brought up things that I hadn't realized were going on their community it's it is meant for dope black dads and that are older but my uncle invited me and they've got a community for young black people and older black people that they network they give you business advice they give you help on just general life and that's where I met Raymond and he's been phenomenal as he's a life coach himself and he's got multiple businesses down in London but if anybody's helped me move the business to where it is now yeah it's been him I think not necessarily giving me advice on what to do in the business but how to structure my day how to almost visualize certain things and do things that way have been amazing i think as well i'm very religious so for me as well i know it's not necessarily a person or a network but for me i wouldn't be where i am without god so i know not many people would say that on a podcast or say that but for me it's it's been huge 
I've said from the beginning that ultimately I would not be able to run or make a business that I see if it wasn't for God. So yeah, that's for me. Just never forget to give yourself some credit as well, mate. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, I, I, I know I'm good, but I, I don't need to tell other people that. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Darren, do you want to move to the five questions that I ask all of my guests? Yeah, 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 definitely. Sure. So the first one is about a book that you would recommend that every entrepreneur or every aspiring founder should read. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna, I wanted to go against the grain. So when I saw this question, obviously I thought of Rich Dad, Poor Dad and all these books like that, everybody says. But a book that I picked up on my way to Australia in 2018 was, I won't say it all, I don't know if you can bleep it out, but I'll say, F it, do what you love. And it's by John Parkin. Absolutely amazing. Oh, you won't be able to see it on my screen. <laughs> but yeah, absolutely amazing book. And it, it talks about almost fine-tuning your ideas whether it be in business but basically ultimately doing what you love and once you find that yeah it's it just excels you beyond so many things <laughs> yeah uh, my second question is about the name of same day which now makes a lot more sense <laughs> after talking to you but yeah uh, why did you decide to go uh, to go with this name mm-hmm. so same day it, i think it was asap ASAP deliveries or all so many different things that kind of meant fast and quick and all of these things. And obviously because they're relevant names, they're all taken. And then it was, I think it, it started as a joke, actually. I just written, I wanted something to look like same day so that when you said it, it would be when you see it in a checkout, it's same day delivery and you read it as that. So I think I'd written it down on my computer and typed it up. And I just asked my mom and my fiance, I was like, how do you say that? Uh, some die some some summer die and i was like what if i told you that it actually says same day and they burst out laughing and i was laughing and i was like right it makes you laugh when you realize what, how to actually say it okay could this be something that is funny and then as i said before i sent it to my dad who sent it to my family's absolutely huge which my fiance will probably kill me because our wedding is very expensive now but he sent it out to the family group chat and there's so many messages coming back that were hilarious to listen to but once you told them it was almost like that is so simple like why did i not see it before and it was funny and then i was like actually yeah if it makes you laugh and once you realize that it is same day it's same day then yeah go for it and yeah that's that's where it started really So you're from South London, but you said that you consider yourself to be from Sheffield. Mm -hmm. Can you recommend a place in Sheffield that you feel everyone should visit? Yeah, definitely. If you go onto our website and you go on VIP Partners, there's a list of places where you should 100% go. And if you've not got a VIP card that is launching from the 1st of March, you can pick that up for $9.99 for the year and you can get discount on all of them. So all of those places. <laughs> no, but if I'm being a bit more serious, I would definitely recommend all of those places. But one place that I would recommend in Sheffield, does it have to be a actual kind of place or shop or just a place to visit kind of like nature and anything you feel anything you feel that would be would be worth it to go and to go and check if you're in Sheffield hmm. not necessarily um, a, not necessarily a shop yeah okay I would say as well as all those amazing places that we've partnered with go down to Rivelin there's some amazing nature walks out there and if you wanted to just clear your head and just have have a nice walk especially in COVID times yeah down in Rivelin not the the Rivelin Park keep going and there's a nature walk 
can't remember what it's called, but it's absolutely amazing. Yeah. By the way, the VIP card will be nine ninety nine for the year. Yes, it will. Yeah. Okay. No, that's that's actually something to look in because if yeah. you, which uh, if you can get discounts on on many different places, mate, that's value. And uh, hopefully next week, Mr. Johnson will come out on Monday and give us good news about easing the the lockdown. Definitely, definitely. And I I feel that I've spoken about with other people on the podcast. So I feel mm-hmm. that after the lockdown, hopefully, you know, hopefully the situation is resolved. But even even if it's not, but there is a bit of easing and people can go. I feel people will go crazy. Yeah, because, yeah. And uh, and and I think it's time. It's it's time for that to happen. As long as mm-hmm. you, I actually I spoke with a friend yesterday. I don't know where where you stand, but I feel even if we even if we open shops, even if you open restaurants and stuff, still keep masks in supermarkets. You know. Yeah. Definitely. Easiest yeah, thing, definitely. easiest thing to do, keep your mask on. Keep your mask on in, in shops. Take your mask off in the restaurant, obviously, because <laughs> you got to eat. But apart from that, I think that at this point of time, like obviously I'm not a specialist, but mm-hmm. hopefully we can sustain we can sustain open shops and open restaurants and open businesses. But at the same yeah. time, keep keep people healthy. At the end of the day, that's mm-hmm. the most important. But yeah, I think I think that's hopefully you can you know same day your VIP card can mm-hmm. come at the same time with the easing of the lockdown. That could be a yeah. nice little boost for you. That would be ideal because we we do the card you can use it online as well so we've partnered i don't know if you've talked to them yet but meal base josh down at meal base is local food delivery in sheffield he's partnered with us so ultimately you could get your food delivered and i know you mentioned deliver booze as well and we yeah. are in talks with them nice. and so hopefully they'll hear this and be like oh yeah darren's amazing so <laughs> so you're you're only 25, but if you could go back to five time, five five years in time and talk with your 20 year old self, what would you tell him? So I'd be back at uni. I would say, relax, go out a little bit more, and and just in, enjoy um, what you've got. Enjoy the people around you. Especially if I could know that COVID was coming, I'd be like, go out to go on holidays, go to all these amazing places. I would also because that was probably the time where I had my first business idea that I said I'd save till the end of uni, I would do that, which was um, meal prep. So it was before any <laughs> meal prep was out there. Yeah. yeah, I had that idea, obviously playing rugby professionally. I was fed up with prepping my meals. So it would be go go with that idea as well. Yeah. What did you what study you... in uni? Oh, oh sorry. B- before you ask that, what would you what would you say to your 20-year-old self? Mate, to be fair, like I'm, I'm 22 at the moment. Okay. So two years ago, let me, let me try to think. Let me go 17 then. Oh, 17. That's a different question. Yeah. Because, you know, with, when I was 20, I'd say I've obviously grown since then, but it wasn't that difficult. But 17, I was, I was like a different person. Yeah. It would be, it would be kind of like you, mate. Just, uh, just say, don't worry. Cause I gotta be, I gotta be honest. I can look at looking back. I can see that a lot of times I would. I would just be, and don't get me wrong, it's not like I figured it out now and I never stress it, yeah. I never worry about the future. But when I was 17, I was always like, you know, just putting too much pressure, just kind of thinking that if I don't succeed until the age of like 23, 24, 25, it's like I've ruined my life and, I, yeah. and I'm and i a waste of waste of space, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, and and also as, as you're saying, to, to be fair, I would also tell myself read more because I have started to read more in the last three years. I've always been... I've always been a reader, but I can see that when I was 17, I a lot of time I wasted, and not in terms of wasted with friends and uh, mm. doing fun stuff, but I actually wasted 
doing stuff that's not even not, not even that enjoying you know not, not even yeah. that's that's fun to do so mm. a, a bit more reading would have been even better for me but yeah just just relax and and trust the process really yeah definitely definitely that's one thing that i think i'm getting used to enjoying the process and i'll i'll have to actually say it to myself at some time yeah. uh, at some points because I'm very much almost task orientated, get to that goal. And then once I get to it, I don't celebrate it. And again, another shout out to my friend Kuda. He, when I was in uni and I got my dissertation, he was, it was the first time that he was like, stop what you're doing, go out and celebrate it because it's, it's an achievement. And if you keep on going, you're never ever going to be happy because you're not fulfilling what you fulfilling and then moving on. You're not celebrating that achievement. Yeah. What was it? Be grateful, but never satisfied. Yeah, yeah. It's a very definitely. simple thing, but it's it's actually, I think, uh, I'm gonna write that down. Very smart. Mm, definitely. And what did you study in uni then? So I studied PE and school sport. So yeah, very much down that teacher PE yeah. teaching route. It's good. You can always you can always go back to that. You know, even when uh, same day is successful, you can mm. go back to that and bring a lot more to the role as well. Yeah, definitely. And that's one thing I was talking to somebody the other day about it. And I actually talked to Raymond and he was saying that it's been your dream since kind of 15, 16 to be a teacher. And why after two years do you think that you want to leave? And I was like, oh, I'm not sure. And then he kind of boxed it up and he was saying, well, you just asked the question. Do you think that it's potentially because it's not fulfilling what you initially thought it was in terms of how you want to inspire people. And it was like, oh, it was a harsh reality. It's like, actually, yeah, I want to inspire and help these people, but I, I see it on a much larger scale. So being able to go back as a successful business owner and somebody that's made it out of this place and go back and say, you can genuinely achieve anything. Yeah, that would be phenomenal. Yeah. And by the way, if you... If you have the chance, I would advise you to listen to uh, my talk with Nutterhub with Caroline and Manjit on my on my podcast. Uh, okay. Because Caroline uh, is, uh, is an ex-teacher. She was old. Okay. In her words, you're never an ex-teacher. You're always a teacher, even if you stop practicing yeah. the the profession. So yeah, mm-hmm. very very insightful talk with her. Obviously, uh, having been having been in schools uh, and mm-hmm. now involved in an ed tech startup, she she oh. shared a lot of interesting insights and. Uh, yeah, education is a such, such interesting field. You know, when I was in high school, actually, I always mm. I have to I have to admit that I always said, "Oh, I'm never going to be a teacher. This is the this is the worst profession. You get <laughs> you get children disrespecting you, and uh, mm. you're just here because you didn't you didn't make it with anything else in life. And yeah. only only in the last you know year, maybe year and a half, I'm starting to realize that there's probably not a lot of professions that are more important than being mm. a teacher. Mm. No, I, I would, I'd agree so much. The impact that you can see that yeah. you can have on kids is, oh, there's, there's nothing like it. Absolutely yeah. amazing. Mm. My last question for you is with one sentence to tell me one big, hairy and audacious goal for same day. Same day. Inspire the business world. When you say a big, hairy, audacious goal, that's what mm. you're looking for. <laughs> mm. <laughs> well, Darren, it was really nice talking to you. And you too, Dennis. Genuinely, thank you for inviting me onto your podcast. I've actually really enjoyed it from being nervous before and being like, oh, what's going to be asked to coming on and yeah, genuinely really enjoying it. It's been amazing. Thank you.
same same year tank tanks as well i'm gonna keep i'm gonna keep uh track of same day might even actually get the vip card if we if we get out of if we get out of lockdown because there seems to be a lot of value i'll be in sheffield for the for the foreseeable future so gotta get gotta get um use of those discounts right yeah, definitely. I'll send you a, a code, your own personal code. You can give it to everybody on your um, podcast for extra six months. I'll do that. I generally do that um, now. Perfect. Okay. Thanks a lot. <laughs> and uh, yeah, have a nice day. You too, Dennis. I wonder how many people were also surprised to learn that it's actually same day. I certainly felt better hearing that Darren's girlfriend and his mom also weren't aware of that. And it wasn't just me. But anyway, I hope you liked the episode. Just wanted to ask again to fill a short poll regarding Shiv Valley. I'm still contemplating whether to expand the scope of businesses and founders that I invite. And that is why I want to hear what you, the listener, think. Also, in the episode, Darren mentioned a discount code for the VIP card for listeners. The code is Sheaf Extra. that's S-H-E-A-F-E-X-T-R-A. All one word, all lowercase. The link for same day is in the description. Sheep Valley is supported by Sheffield Technology Parks. Massive thanks to them for the support. And thanks to all of you listening. Hope you have a good day.